Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Moretzi. So alongside a raging redhead camp. Stewart as we've got the pieces. Uh, following another wild day <laughs> in sweat. Russia. Sweat jobs. Yeah, Maradona's just sweating something. <laughs> Diego Maradona survives, as does the Argentinians. Barely. Barely. High drama. High drama. And I actually think this game was in Moscow, but I'm not positive, but I think it actually was. Uh, this one was in uh, Moscow. After all that, Argentina advances. Croatia wins the group. Argentina finishes a second heartbreak. Heartbreak for the Nigerians, who really do have something to complain about. There was a blatant handball or arm ball, and it went to the, uh, the video replay. Yet it came back yeah, negative. Just shook, yeah, and he didn't even really do it. He just kind of ran away from them when they were talking to him. It was a very quick, and uh, I, I and I understand. We watched it. The refereeing, it listen, the arm. officiating was ter- terrible all yeah. game in a sense that the, the goal that Nigeria scored was a bogus penalty kick. And I don't know what the hell the guy in Argentina was even touching the guy for. He wasn't a threat to score, but the guy on Nigeria totally embellished it. That's what video replay is for to... To say, look, he embellished it. It's not really a foul, especially in such a high-stakes situation like this. So they award Nigeria a penalty kick. They score. It's 1-1. And then about 15 minutes uh, later, it happens again, in which, like, in the box, there's a ball off the guy's uh, off the guy's arm, and I'm like, God damn, it really is. Like, this time, <laughs> it really is. The last time, it's garbage. They, they say no penalty kick. And then, I think it was Messi, you saw, that was blatantly tackled from behind. He was tripped. Actually, there was like The guy's had a breakaway, and he's tripped. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a football There was no debating it. I was like, all right, yeah, 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 we get a penalty kick back now. No call. They didn't even replay it. They They didn't didn't even, like, challenge it or review it or anything like that. Shady. And then, boom, Argentina scores, like, two minutes after that anyways. A lot of shadiness. Crazy stuff. Listen, as somebody that watched uh, this game intensely... Uh, for the last 90 uh, minutes, 90-plus minutes, I can tell you that the officials generally did screw Nigeria throughout the match. Like, guys on Argentina were pushing Nigeria over and taking the ball, and they were getting away with it. You know, Argentina's a heavyweight. They're they're a... They're a ratings machine. They're a world football heavyweight. And it's it's a lot like, uh, like college basketball. You know, if it's Kentucky uh, versus Bowling Green, who's getting the calls? Kentucky. And sorry, Nigeria, but you're not, you're not Argentina. Argentina. Exactly. You don't have Messi on the team. Right? So, but the fact is, it was a horrible call that Nigeria got it. So, um, Iceland, valiant effort uh, by the, uh, what is it, Icelandicers? 
Icelandians? No. No, it's not Icelandians. Icelandicers? No, I don't think it's uh, It's Icelanders. It's either Icelanders or Icelanders. (laughs) Icelanders or Icelanders? Yeah, or Icelanders. (laughs) Is that what you just said? Yeah. Icelanders or Icelanders? Icelanders. Icelanders. If it was Mark Lawrence, it would be like Icelanders. 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 Icelanders play great defense. George Town. Yeah, that's right. George. George Town. George. Yeah, Mark Lawrence I like separates it. everything I, in two. I know. It's awesome. You didn't say like Georgetown. No, not George Georgetown. Town. Yeah, George. Town. Yeah, Georgetown. Like he's saying like a dude. Yeah, Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, Mark Lawrence will be uh, joining us tomorrow. But, yeah, th- so it's a lot like, um, you know, it's a lot like a college basketball tournament or the NBA in which the star yeah. teams and the yeah. the TV nations, so to Let's speak. Let's just say Niger- Nigeria is more of the jazz and uh, Argentina is more uh, Golden, Sa- Golden State when it comes to these type of things. Well, Argentina have won World Cups before. You know, Nigeria haven't. Well, listen, I, you know, Argentina did what they had to do. We've got a lot of parlays that tied up with Argentina, and I really didn't want to have these parlays tied up with Argentina. It's amazing because we took our team conflict diamond money, and uh, there wasn't a lot of it. It was, like, actually pathetically insulting how uh, pathetically small uh, it was. Uh, but we took that money and decided, well... We're already kind of, you know, we've got uh, pennies back on the dollar already, so let's just uh, put it on the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA title in what we thought was going to be a relatively safe, just sort of, let's buy some time. That was the thinking. All right, let's just put it on the Warriors, and, you know, we'll get the money back in like two, three weeks, and we'll figure it out, all right? Well, uh, that wasn't easy. No, no, no. They were down, what, like three games to one or whatever the hell it was? Or they were down 3 2. I think it was three, whatever the hell it was. We were down by 10 at the half. They barely got it done against the Houston Rockets. Like, we were lucky to get out of that. We laid minus 350 on the Warriors. But then when they were down three games to two, we did have balls and put the remaining money Correct. on them to win at uh, even money at minus 110. That was a pretty smart Sav- Savvy bet. And then, um, so that was a freaking sweat job. Then we survived that, and then we flipped it over on all these uh, World Cup uh, parlays. Now, we've already got a return in on two of the parlays. We have another two parlays that are still pending. Now, we've got another couple of plays that are dead men uh, walking. <laughs> I understand. Unless, unless, somehow, unless, somehow Sweden, unless somehow Sweden can beat Mexico by more than two, two or more. Ooh, that's, that's a lot to ask. And uh, Germany can beat uh, South Korea by three or more. That could happen. Then suddenly we would finish in first place. <laughs> the Germany beating South Korea by three yeah, is not far-fetched. Not, yeah. not far-fetched at all. I don't think the Germans are going to let up or anything Sweet, like that. Sweden beating Mexico by two is, yeah. uh, you know, that's a stretch. Yeah. They can beat them by, uh, by one. But you know what the problem is? To... We saw this today with uh, Denmark and France. They both sort of draw time. They did that old soccer deal where, ah, let's just not get stupid. We'll both advance right now, right? <laughs> yes. And Mexico is going to be in that mode because Mexico, Mexico is not going to want to do anything stupid. They're like, we already have six points. We're in no panic. Let's just, um, let's you know, let's just try to get a draw here and get the seven. But complacency can kill. Complacency can kill uh, here. Long story short, Cam. I don't know, man. 
this stuff, this group stage, our parlays aren't over until they're over, bro, because we have a long way to go before well, we're out of the park. You said it. We were dancing with the devil when we had the party. We're still in hell. We, we, had, we were a man down in Germany scored an the extra devil, The devil had a pitchfork, oh, and he was poking us. Oh, he's, like, yeah, I'm feeling There it. were flames. He, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, the pitchfork. Except now he's bothering someone else. That's true. <laughs> you know I mean? He, he went away for a couple but of no, minutes. He might come back to us. No, he's coming he, back yeah. tomorrow at 2 o'clock. <laughs> He's coming back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. He's just harassing somebody else for a while. i got to tell you, Ken, and I swear to God, anyone that's uh, listening to me knows, I said this time and time again, that the South Americans do not do well in Europe. I said this. We talked about Argentina as kind of da- like one of those teams. Like, yeah, but Argentina in. are through. they got a green yeah. check mark next to them. That's good. You know who doesn't have a green check mark Brazil. next to them? Brazil. Yeah, and Germany, surprisingly enough. Germany will get it done. Yeah, I'm not overly concerned about Germany. Uh, Germany will roll South Korea. They should. Tomorrow, Brazil and Serbia is going to be a freaking gong show. Sweat job, yeah. bro. And it's the same thing. We once again have thousands of dollars now on the Brazilians. Like We have all this money on teams like I don't want to have money on. <laughs> I never in a million years imagined, Cam, it was going to come down to needing Brazil to win the last game to get in. I'm going to say something. They could get in with a draw. I'm going to say something that's going to anger you, though. But uh, don't say it. No, no, no. Don't say it. No, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. So Brazil's minus 188 in the game tomorrow. Serbia's plus 600 and draws 337. Does the math work any way there? Is there any way the math works where we can do some damage? It's like Kramer and Dubin try to crunch the numbers uh, for the bottle scam. The bottle scam's tough. Yeah, you know, Cam, I've been crunching my head like for the last, you know, all, all game. I didn't even join it. I couldn't watch his game. The whole time I'm just looking. The bottles. Should should we cash? Should I head? Should I move? Should I? Like, sick of it, man. I don't. Care. I almost don't want to watch the stupid game tomorrow. Just tell me what happened after. You'll be watching. Yeah, yeah. Of course I will. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You're not going to watch the game. So we've got one parlay where we need uh, we need Brazil to qualify, which should happen. I mean, yeah. The odds are on our side that they will. And the other one. We need Germany to qualify. Yeah, I like it. And then the parlay hits. Um, and then we got another uh, parlay where we need uh, Colombia as well. Colombia. We need uh, Germany, Brazil, and Colombia. Okay. But Colombia is yeah. looking good. Colombia is going to get in. So Brazil, out of our problems, I think the Germans can take down South Korea. Colombia so Brazilians, good. Brazil versus Serbia. To me, that's our biggest game. issue. Yes. I agree, hundred like, percent. Like, let's see from a, from an odds from an odds standpoint, it's our biggest issue as well. If you look, like Germany are minus four fifty to beat South Korea. Yep. All right, that that's a pretty big number in soccer. So they're they're expected to win that match. You look at Serbia and Brazil. Brazil minus one eighty eight. That's know. exactly what Argentina were today. Which is, in other words, like it's like yeah, they should win, but Scary. they could win. <laughs> but they they should, they could, they might. Yeah. And then you want stress. Senegal and Colombia. Colombia minus one twelve. So in other words, expecting a battle there. The good thing about that is, though, that one is that Poland blow. No offense to any uh, Polish people. Too. Oh, they've been right the now. biggest disappointment in the tournament. They've been horrible. Yeah, I wouldn't go around your neighbors. Uh, right no, now. no, no. If I, yeah, no, they're very. Don't sour. bring up the World Cup to them. Hey, everybody, where hey, Poland? Go up to them. Hey, guys. <laughs> I like your Poland flag. Hey, Vladinka, you enjoying the uh, the World Cup? <laughs> 
you're gonna get a crowbar on yeah, the yeah. side of the head. Trust me, there's yeah, there's a lot of angry people around. Yeah, you're gonna get a crow a crowbar. Uh, but yeah, this group H, and you called it. You called it the group of hell. <laughs> it is it's true. H group, hell group, cell block, uh, uh, cell block H. H. Uh, Japan's got four points, man. Man, I didn't really realize Japan had four points. Plus one. Senegal have four points. Yeah, we're actually behind eight ball with Colombia. We got three points. Like if Colombia tied Senegal, we're done. Right? Or we need Poland to beat Japan. We yeah. need Pol- we need Poland to beat. Yeah, Japan. Yeah, that would really help. If Poland, you're right. If Poland could beat Japan, hey, it would help our cause. I will say something though. These teams that have been knocked out, like just good just, call just, by just, you for Peru talk. today. You're right. I'll get a little Barry Horowitz, but let's think. Let's think about this. Saudi Arabia had nothing to play for. They didn't win a game. They scored a late goal. Peru had zero points going into today. They beat Australia two 0 I gotta tell you, like if you really look at Poland and Japan, despite how bad Poland has been. They're plus 200 to Japan's plus 162. Poland can beat Japan if they show up. The question is, they've been a dog the whole tournament. Well, these are the odds to qualify yeah. right now. Hey, hey. Japan, minus 900. Well, that's pretty good. Who we don't have. No, we do, not. <laughs> do not have Japan. Senegal, minus 138, who we don't have. Mm. Colombia, minus 163. So, in other words, that's our a, dog. It's a toss-up. Yeah. It's a toss-up. It's going to be another. We're going to be sweating this out for another couple of days. Whatever, man. We can't hit them all. The good. Well, the thing is, this one's at the, the early morning stage, so we, it's a bit interesting. The, the, the games have been really stressful. Have been right before the show. This is kind of like your early morning wake up with your bacon and eggs type of rage, Gabe. We'll see what happens at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, the days are kind of a letdown after this. Just yeah. betting on baseball. Exactly. Although if we baseball, win it, baseball. baseball was great last night. Yeah, Toronto Blue Jays last night plus one ninety. A lot of good stuff against uh, Verlander. I got to tell you, you know, there's been past years where I've really had a hard time where I couldn't pick a win with a Blue Jays game, and I've sort of avoided them. I've really, really like um, I don't want to jinx this because every anytime I pat myself on the back for real when I'm not just joking yeah. around, I curse myself. But you're starting to feel their trends. Oh no, the Jays. I've really like if I look back like the last ten games, I'm probably like. Eight and two, nine and one type thing. Remember like, when we had the party on Saturday? Like we, I've we hit live, them, we live them too them. as a dog against the Angels. Yeah. Like starting to feel the Jays now, starting to see what they're going to do. I like it. Normally, teams that are around five hundred are tough to to predict because they win a few, they lose a few. But you know, the Jays have sort of fallen into to a pattern that I'm seeing a little bit uh, here. Plus, listen, we we were I don't, we, I don't really like them tonight. We went down the numbers last night. Yeah. Jay Hop is good. He's very good. And I talked about it. They were 10 and 4 in his last 14 starts. Well, now they're 11 and 4. They were 36 and 17 in his last 53 starts. Well, now they're 30 uh, 37 and 17 in his last 54 starts. Tough matchup. He tonight. gives them a chance no, no, to he win. He sure does. He sure does. Oh, I'm not ready to go no. back to the well. No, but it's it's Morton. It's Morton uh, minus 260 versus a kid making his debut, Barucki. So, that's why uh Yeah, the, the problem is it's minus 260. 260. Barucki? Yeah, you know what? I think the Astros will win this game. Yeah. I guess you could parlay it with something if you wanted to. And uh, you know what? I guess I will. <laughs> I guess I want to. <laughs> you want to lay 245 on the road no. with the Yankees? Oh, no, 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 no. They're going to win that they game. They should. Severino, yes. They're going to win that game. 245. But uh, I don't really want to do that. I would rather lay. And the numbers are finally caught up. We talked about it so much about how the Milwaukee Brewers, one of the best bets in Major League Baseball, because they win games and um, they're not a marketplace team, 
but the market has caught up a little bit. Uh, Peralta on the hill tonight against Junis. I think this is more so just a play against um, against Kansas City, just because Kansas City are so bad. But if you parlay the Milwaukee Brewers with the uh, Houston Astros, it's minus 101. I also like the Red Sox at home with David Price going up against Lamb. It's minus 180. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's that's fine. It's pricey. In the parlay. Part, the of parlay. The, part in the pun. I would put that in the parlay. This uh, Lamb guy can go with an American league. Can go with an American League uh, East uh, parlay here too. Boston, New York. The bookie killer. Yep. Pretty attractive. Plus 119. I like it. MyBookie.ag. Get a 50% sign-up bonus. We'll tell you about that. Big man on campus will join us. We'll talk about this wild World Cup NBA Player Awards were last night. James Harden. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenci. So alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, James Harden, wins the most viable player last night. And in true uh, James Harden humble fashion says, uh, I should have won last year as well. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Easy to be the MVP when you take like 58 shots a game. I've never been a big Harden guy. He chucks. No, you, you, ne- you just never liked Harden as much as uh, other. No, no, you 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 bring up good points about Harden. I, don't know, I think Harden he's is an all or nothing guy. He, he shoots all the time. I think no. Listen, he's a great freaking player. His stats speak for themselves. But that's the key. His stats. stats. He's a stats guy. He's not a winner. Yeah. Where show me the wins? Where's he ever won? Did he win at Arizona, Arizona State? State? Nope. No. Did he win uh, at Oklahoma City? Well, they went to the finals. Um, you know, era, you know, here here at Houston, he's gotten better. He used to really be irresponsible, and he really was just a jackass scorer, turn the ball over, sort of bad on defense. Wouldn't give a, you know, he's still bad on defense, but that's the thing. He's not a complete player. So yeah, good for you. You put up all those numbers. I don't know. I just don't like his beard. That's what it comes down to. I think I don't like his beard. I'd probably like him more if. Uh, <laughs> Let me okay. Let's uh, we'll bring Big Man on campus in here right now. What's going on, Big Man? How are you guys? All right, so I'll ask Good. you, uh, Big Man, right now. We'll get to the soccer in a couple of minutes here. Although, wow, crazy stuff. So, I, I, as far as the star players in the NBA, where do you rank Harden? Like, do you want LeBron James or Harden on your team? Uh, LeBron. All right. Do you want Kevin Durant or Harden on your team? Uh, Durant. Me too. I'm with big man on both. I would you want Steph, 
You want Russell Westbrook or 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 Harden? I'll take Westbrook will, any day. I'll, of take, week. I'll take Westbrook over Harden. Yeah, I think Westbrook's the third best player in the league. I'll take. Uh, I can go on. I mean, I take other guys. Like I don't. Kawhi Leonard. Steph Curry. Yes. No, no, no. That's where it ends for me. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I, if I threw Ben Simmons. <laughs> I'm a big Steph guy. I've made that clear. I, I think he's, uh, other than a shooter, I think he's a fairly uh, big liability on the court. I don't think he's a good ball handler. I don't think he's a good point guard. I don't think he's a good defender. Other than the shot, he's a great shooter. That's about it. You know what's funny? It's, we don't really ever really look. Let's just see. All right. So, best players in the NBA. All right. Best players in the NBA. It's LeBron James. Yep. I'm going to give him that. He's the best player in the Durant. NBA. Durant's like a clear-cut number two, in my opinion. Westbrook? Like it's almost like a horse race, you yeah. know, one and one A. You got, but the, you got the exact KD's, the KD, you can't yeah. say KD's Durant. So you can't say KD is LeBron yet. He's there. But he's he's the, you know, if, you, if LeBron wasn't in the NBA, Kevin Durant's the best player in the yep. NBA. All right, so... All right, so look at this. I'll ask you, you want Harden or the Greek Freak? I'll take the Greek, Greek Freak. Greek Freak. Yeah. Anthony uh, Davis? I, I, What's up, big high, man? I'm very high on both Davis and Anna DeCoupa. Anna DeCoupa, I think, is the guy down the road will be the best player in the league. He's so dynamic. Yeah. Anthony Davis, he's better than Harden. Anthony Davis is better than Harden. Um, Chris Paul, no. I'll say no. Russell Westbrook, yes. Yes. I'm looking, this is Sports Illustrated, actually. Sports Illustrated have uh, their list, best players in the NBA after 2018. And it's pretty much so. LeBron's number one. Kevin Durant's number two. Big man, you're not going to like number three. Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but, I mean, listen, for this year, James Harden, I mean, he had a great year. Uh, he had you know, 30 and a half points a game. You're right, though. He does take a lot of shots. Um, he's on a, a perfect that. Um, yeah, listen, Look, this is awesome. for Steph Curry. Golden State outscored its opponents by 1,015 points when Steph Curry was on the floor. The closest player in the NBA with a plus-minus like that is Draymond Green, who's plus 820. Like Steph Curry is a, a plus 1,015 point plus differential when he's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. So in I mean, baseball, just... war wins above replacement. It shows you the power of the Woo! three ball, big man. That's what exactly. it does. Totally right. So like, my whole point is hard. Oh, I should have won it last year. <laughs> I don't know. Like to me, if you're a winner, you say, you know what? I don't really care about this MVP. Thanks for the award. So, you know, it's nice to be recognized, but really, I'm about winning NBA yeah. titles. Yep. I think you know that's a, that's a byproduct of the NBA. I don't think everyone. Remember, Cam? I went on a rant last week about this. Not everybody really wants to win. Everybody wants to win, but not everybody wants to do what it takes to win. Right, that's yep. the difference, and I'm I'm not sure Harden does Instagram models, yeah. vodka at the strip clubs. You know what I mean? You're saying put in the extra, extra, extra real hard work to get over if the top. Want, well, if he wants to get to that next yes. level, or I don't yeah. know, maybe yeah. you're happy dropping 28 and banging Instagram models. Yeah, I'm nothing wrong with it. Yep, great lifestyle. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good life. So. Uh, what do you think, big man? Dwayne Casey. And how about this, Kevin? Eh? Coach of the year. Raptors fire him. This is the second time that Masai Ujiri has fired a coach of the year. He fired George Carl after That's he won right. coach of the year in Denver. And he never hired a coach. Like, this is the first time he hired a coach of Nick Nurse, but he's fired two guys. Coaches of the year. It's like, Nick Nurse, you better be good, bro, because we just fired a coach of the year. 
Except it's one of these things. We all know Casey sucked in the playoffs, even though it wasn't his fault. It's so conf- It's like explaining Israel and Palestine yeah. to people, the, the Casey situation. But in my opinion, big man, it's not a great look when you're a franchise that fired the coach of the year. <laughs> No, you're not. But I, th- I think the problem, and, and you guys know this, I mean, th- this is obviously, and for all these awards, this is a regular season award. He was very good in the regular season. He's been very good in general in the regular season. But That's a good point. Unfortunately, we don't judge, um, you know, we don't judge you know, great coaches off what they do in the regular season. Allen Iverson was a great player, but uh, still the fact that he didn't win in the playoffs, he didn't win the big game in the big series. Dwayne Casey never did either. I mean, he's always getting to the first round and losing – um, I think at some point, seven years, you, you got to kind of just accept the fact that maybe it's just not going to work. Um, does it have to do with the players? Yeah, it has a lot to do with them as well. But um, we, as you and I and, and Cam know, the, the coaches, you get the, uh, the sword, get, gets the falling sword. All right. Uh, Gabe, Nick Nurse, an assistant, sure, he did some interviews at the end of games and stuff. We know there was a rift between them. But when you really think about it, I don't like the move because I think Jerry Stackhouse, ex-player and has gone the other route, could do a better job. than. We'll, we'll, see, about, we'll see about Nick Nurse, but I don't think it's a great hire for Toronto. That's my I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I like. I don't mind the hire, actually. I, you know, Better than bringing an outside guy in, I think, actually. Nurse was more intense. Nurse is more intense. Nurse is a big JV fan. Nurse, you know, listen, Dwayne Casey, guys, is an old-school coach, hated analytics, hated analytics, hated the modern analytic basketball. Masai Ujiri likes it. Nick Nurse likes it. Basically, you're going to see the Raptors play much closer to Golden State. You're going to see a quicker tempo, even more so, more ball movement, international European style. Nick Nurse has coached in in Europe before, big man. Yeah, but the the thing is, Gabe, for me, if you're going to go – um, and stay in, in the organization. I think, and I would agree with Cam. I think you have to go down to Jerry Stackhouse. He just looks like the co- like a coach that would really demand a lot from those players. I think they'd relate a lot to him, uh, him to them, and them to him. Uh, There's clearly yeah, something there. There was something there. Look, the guy Jerry Stackhouse did a great job uh, within the G yeah. League, the D League, now the G League. D League yeah. was a bad name. G League. Yeah, G League. Yeah, it sounds way better. Yeah, it sounds cooler. Yeah. G League. Yeah, D League yeah, I mean, yeah, sounds like a loser. <laughs> No, but he won a t- he won a title there, but Masai still didn't give him a job, big man. What does the G stand for, though? Is my question. Gatorade. It's Gatorade. They sponsor the league. Do they? Okay. Yeah, because I, yeah. I actually like the league developmental. That's what it was, but no, nah, but it um, sounds yeah, like a know. loser league. D, it's like D list. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah, like you're, you're a loser. You're, D, yeah. you're in a D league. Yeah, the Dasani league. Yeah. It's like, oh, you a pro player? Yeah, I'm in a. Sounds D like league. flat water instead of G league. G league. Like it would have sounded uh, I, like, I, like basically like look at Major League Baseball has it right. It yeah. sounds good. Triple A. Yeah. yeah it's like triple A. Sounds sounds yeah. like distinguished. Yeah, you're triple yeah. A. You're and one you step away. You're the big time. The G league. Yeah, you're one step away from the NBA. The G league. The D League, bad, bad. Like that, it was smart, smart that they uh, they changed that. In my opinion, yeah. all right. We got some LeBron James news here. Uh, well, not really, but um, so according to the Los Angeles Daily News, um, not uh, that everyone's necessarily waiting until midnight or July first. Uh, if the NBA keeps sending out memos, uh, according to tampering. Meanwhile, an unnamed general manager says Lebr- LeBron is doing what he does. He's calling players on other teams and feeling people out to see if they want to play with him. Wow. 
it's it, it's unbelievable. They should nail him for tampering. Yeah, it almost yes, it almost feels that way. Man, I'm already sick of this LeBron stuff. Make up your yeah. damn mind, bro. Promo number two. I, you think uh, I was yeah. sick of the LeBron stuff before? Now, <laughs> like honestly though, but it, like feeling out other teams. Come on, man. Well, he's feeling out other players to to yeah. what? Like now you're trying to screw up other teams. That's the thing with LeBron. Yeah. It's all about LeBron all the time. All LeBron all the time. I, you know, big man, I've given up. I don't know where he's going to be. I was going to say, hey, he's probably staying. I have no freaking idea anymore. I'm not even going to lie about it. I don't know. I'm at the point where I, I think he stays in Cleveland. I, I just, I, I think there's too many things there as far as his personal life, his, um, you know, every, everything about his life in Cleveland from that area. I mean, you look at some of the cryptic things as far as Twitter uh, recently. You and I have talked about that. Um, I just think for him, the West Coast, it just doesn't make sense. It never has. It never will. Um, and, and you got to also keep in mind that you look at the other free agents this Paul George is going to stay in Oklahoma City. Um, Kawhi Leonard's not going to the uh, L.A. Lakers. I mean, if you're LeBron James, you're not going to go to the L.A. Lakers with no one going out there. It would be the big situation you're in now. Um, might as well stay on uh, the East Coast and Eastern Conference. You know, a lot of good players maybe that can help you. Uh, where that will be and where that goes, I don't know. Uh, but I don't see it. I, I think We've got a little cutting in and out uh, with the cell phone here. I don't know how the hell the sports books make the Lakers, though, as the fourth at, at plus 550. How the hell, like, even if LeBron... They're still banking on LeBron going Oh, that's the thing. But it's not, like, it's not a given thing right that they're going to go there. Right now, over, there. right now over at uh, mybookie.ag... If you can, Florio, why don't you, um, if you can, uh, reconnect uh, with Big Man here, uh, Florio. Or just call back in here if you can, uh, Big Man. One way or the other. We'll try to uh, get the uh, cell phone. Cell phone uh, sorted. Let's make it uh, clear. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Once I, again, I, like Neil Armstrong I, sounded clear from the moon, which the is like I, bullshit. I, I, they they I, never I, went I'm to the so, moon. I'm so with you, man. It's, like, it's, that's it's, all. If anyone ever asks you about the moon, yeah. it's all you need to ask that's them. Just, just gas them. Yeah. Say, how come the audio was so crystal clear from the freaking moon and, in 1969? And how come? When your phone won't even work on a plane. A how, phone doesn't work in an elevator. I, that's what I said. When you call me five minutes ago in your elevator, I can't, like, I can't hear anything. Plus, I'm in the same studio building. Yeah, these guys, well, one yeah, small yeah, step for mankind. <laughs> They're playing golf up there in the moon and stuff. They were in Burbank, man. <laughs> They were in Burbank, California. <laughs> they were. They're on a movie set. Green screen. Right, do we have Big Man back? Yo. Hey, hey, hey sound, Big man. Man. There he is. Sound, sounds clear there. Nice. I like that. All right. So um, the Cleveland Cavaliers right now are the favorite over mybookie.ag. Cleveland, where's LeBron going to play? Cleveland Cavaliers minus 150. L.A. Lakers plus 100. Philadelphia 76ers plus 650. Houston Rockets fading. Plus 1,200. Boston Celtics, plus 1,800. That's not happening. The San Antonio yeah, Spurs, 20 to 1. Long shot, long shot. Almost worth a roll of the dice. I, I've already rolled the dice, buddy. The major problem <laughs> is, is will San Antonio, they can't trade stuff, and they can't, it's just weird, because LeBron only wants to sign a one-year deal. So it's, I don't know. I've, I've given up on this almost, but I brought, we talked about this yesterday with Mike Blewett, guys. And big man, the thing with LeBron James is, yeah, he does an Akron tweet. All right, he changes his avatar to him playing high school ball in Akron. 
he knows everyone. He sees that. He knows everyone's going to say, oh, I mean, it must mean he's staying in Cleveland. It could be reverse psychology. Like, who freaking knows with this guy? That's the thing. I don't know. Like, I, I really, I have really no idea with this right now. No, he really keeps you guessing. I mean, that's what LeBron does. Um, and I think one thing, and the knock on LeBron is always, it is always very much about him. It's a charade. It's a, a big-time production. Don't worry about Um Yeah, look, and that's more knock on him. But we're going to know pretty pretty soon, aren't we? In like a week or so, under a week now. We're going to know pretty soon. I'll hope that that snap one comes in with the pictures, but I'm not holding my breath. If it happens, I'll be very happy. And if it doesn't, I didn't think it would anyway. So I'm kind of in a good spot with it. I will say, and I've discussed this to you, Gabe, you know, I was very emotional about drafting like here. Um, I'm making this very clear. If they do not make a move this year, I'm going to have to relook at my fan team. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of the same stuff. I need something to change. I need to change now. Big man on campus uh, with us from uh, Atl- parts unknown. Atlantic City. Atlantic City it clearly has uh, worse uh, worse phone reception than uh, South Philly does. <laughs> we're having, a little, we're, we're having a, a little issues with you. We can hear you, big man, but it sort of cuts in and out. It's one of these deals, and I've been a radio host for a long time. I'm on the fence. I'm like, is it is it that bad? I'm like, no, it's all yeah, right. Then I'm like, it's pretty here. bad, and it goes yeah. like it's one of those. We're one of those uh, type of deals. Uh, we tried. We tried uh, reconnecting. Once again, I'll go back to the moon landing. Fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go back. That's all you're going to say. When you go to court, you just let it fake. Yeah. Big, big shock here. Uh, Carmelo Anthony decides to uh, take the $27 million. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Carmelo, a big man. Like Carmelo's never getting offered $27 million to do anything again ever for the rest of his life. So no kidding he's taking the money from Oklahoma City. I like that it's news. Ooh, Carmelo decides to take the money in his player option. Yeah, no shit he does. <laughs> oh. Yo. Oh, hey. Oh, uh, now hey, he's, he's, he's gone. I, yeah, I'm now. On another, I'm on another phone, guys. I don't know what oh. the hell happened. You sounded clear now? Yes. Let's see. Uh, all right, talk for a second here, big man. Yo, yo, yo. I'm here live, Atlantic City. What you got? You got your crack cocaine dealing like phone burner like phone out now? Nah, nah. I, I was on my uh, headset on my computer, which I always use for your show, and I don't know what happened today. No, no, headsets are no good. You don't like the headsets? Headset well, I use, for, I use it. Yeah, I use it for SBR. I've never had any problems. Uh, I don't know what the problem is. I, it's just easier. I don't have to hold the phone, but all good. Yeah. See, what what did I tell Cam last week? It's funny. I told someone. I told Cam. We went to a break. I said, "I bet you it wasn't you." But I said, uh, "I said I bet you this guy's on a freaking, spe- you know, some sort of headset, speaker phone, or something." And uh, what did I say? I said, "You know, how hard is it to hold the stupid phone to your ear when you do these things?" <laughs> well, I'll tell you <laughs> what. That was your line. It's, it's it's been like a pet peeve of mine. And I know when you're on a long time, it gets all yeah, sweaty yeah. and stuff, it's right? Awesome. It's, yeah. it's your old favorite Google Hangouts. They, that was what I was using. Oh, no wonder. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> Google, Google Hangouts. All right, we'll take we'll take a quick yeah. break. Uh, we'll talk some World Cup soccer, soccer on the yeah. other side. We now questions. that we can hear big men. Chaos in Russia. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio. 
Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. FNTSY Contest is sponsored by DKMS They're looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer For many patients, a bone marrow transplant Is the best chance for survival 30% of patients can find a matching donor In their family 70%, nearly 14,000 each year Must rely on a benevolent stranger To step up and in and donate Find out how you can help the cause And go to dailyroto.com Slash DKMS That's dailyroto.com Slash DKMS. It's the DKMS Trivia Challenge, July 8th through July 17th. Call in and win. And uh, July 17th will be two days after Germany win the World Cup. God, am I good at segues. Let's talk some World Cup. Pay the man. That's right. I am Gabriel Morenzi alongside Camp Store, big man on campus, uh, joining us uh, right now. It's funny because... uh, I don't know who was on, on Germany, big man, but one of the players on Germany the other day said, uh, they said, how do you guys feel right now, essentially, about your place you're in, in the tournament? And uh, he said, oh, I would tell all of our fans to get tickets for July 16th because it's going to be a very good day. It's like, yeah, it's a day after the tournament ends. So. <laughs> I guess he means that they're going to be partying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yes. I, just love, I just love that the players don't know the date, right? Like. <laughs> They don't know the dates. He's sort of like, he basically stated, like, tell the fans we expect to still be playing on July 16th. The game's on the 15th, but nevertheless, big man, I'll take it. (laughs) You got to make sure you have the dates right, Cam. You want to make sure people come out July 15th, not 16th. No, I guess, no, but I like his style. He basically said it'll be a good day for German fans on July 16th. Yeah. Even at the party. Even though he yeah. thought they were playing on that day, like he said, yeah, you know, he said he said something about the championship is still to be played on the sixteenth, and they have their eyes on the ball on the sixteenth. Well, what I was going to say is this World Cup is a lot like the NCAA tournament. Remember how far Michigan got that scare in Houston, and then you go to all the deep to the that's finals. Scary. So take let's take a look at all these teams how 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 they got scared early. This could be the best thing for Germany, but because they they showed up in the clutch, Argentina. This is good a news. Comparison. You got the monkey off the back now. Now you can go a little bit deeper. To be honest, though, big man, everybody's got a freaking scare here, yeah, except for like you know Croatia and Belgium and England true. for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I mean everyone has. I mean Germany's been involved in scares. Argentina, Spain. I mean. Yeah, all the big boys have it. And you're right. You look at the couple of the teams that we kind of look at right now and say, wow, they might be a class above everybody else. Listen, I don't think you can really, you know, Brazil's still very good and all these are still very good. But Croatia and Belgium have looked like the strongest teams. They've had no sort of scare. They haven't been, 
you know, they haven't been tested a ton either, but they haven't looked, uh, you know, bothersome. Listen, we're going to learn a lot, a lot about Belgium on Thursday, I believe it is. England's a good side. If they can go in there and, and take care of business there, I think we could anoint them as probably the favorite right now. That, that's a good side, England. Um, you've been not really tested. The question is, can, can you go in and, and win the group now against the good side? You know, that's going to talk and tell you a lot about what uh, Belgium is. I'm looking at uh, the number right here, and I'm surprised to see. I guess it's the um, the betting public in Britain that are pumping this number. Yeah, yeah that England's the favorite over plus Belgium. Plus 162. Yep. Belgium are now plus 200, big man. Belgium are the, the, the underdogs. They're pretty significant, turning into significant underdogs against uh, England right now. I don't see that. I know that Kane's been on fire, uh, but I don't think they're at Belgium's level, personally. I just don't. I no, think Belgium no, beat them. definitely they're definitely not on Belgium's level. And I think that's a lot of just overreaction, recency bias with what England's done recently. Listen, Gabe, me, you, Cam, and eight other people could go out and score a goal against Panama. And I mean that. Uh, it wouldn't be difficult. Um, uh, I don't think yeah. we could. I love you, big man. But yeah, I, 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 I got to be honest. I don't think we could. I tell you what, I'm not scoring, so <laughs> don't count on me. Maybe we get a, I think we get a couple shots. <laughs> well, you know, again, I didn't say who the other eight people would be, but I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. couple. Well, are you buddies? Are you buddies with Beckham or yeah. something? <laughs> oh, I'm sure I could find somebody, but uh, but at, at any rate, I mean, I, I just think. Yeah. You know, we haven't really seen about either team be tested, but I think overall we can all agree that Belgium's a better side. They have the better defense. They have the better going forward. They're just a better side. I'll be surely on Belgium. Uh, I think that's a price. Kind of like Croatia today that's hard to pass up. When you're getting a team like Belgium or Croatia as an underdog, especially against England, I'm looking to get on that for sure. All right, so looking at tomorrow, we got Mexico and Sweden. Mexico are plus 140. Uh, Sweden plus 220. If Sweden wins the game outright, they, they, they can win the group. So Mexico can't roll over in this one. That's an intriguing game. Germany in a must-win situation once again. They're minus 500 against South Korea. Ooh. I'm not sweating this one out so much, but anything can happen. But Germany should comfortably take care of them. But, you know, I, you know, I never agreed with people, uh, big man. It's the one team I disagree with you on, too, as far as Brazil being this elite side. And I know they have great players. But I'm not seeing it, and I, I have zero. I really don't think they're winning the, the tournament. I, you know, I really don't. And everybody's focused in on Messi and his train wreck of a tournament in Argentina, and now it's Brazil's turn in the hot seat in the electric chair. You know, Neymar's been heavily criticized, obviously, for for his antics. Um, at the same point in time, I saw that Messi, uh, excuse me, that uh, Neymar has been fouled or he got hit more than any player in World Cup history the other day. So he does get hit yep. a lot and stuff. So he's just sort of complaining about it. But, you know, this is, uh, they're in a tough spot against Serbia tomorrow. Like, you think Brazil are going to handle this? We keep waiting for Brazil to step up. I wasn't impressed with that 2-0 victory against Costa Rica. It was scoreless into the 92nd minute, big man. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if, if Neymar's worried about getting hit, he's going to have to keep worrying about getting hit because Serbia are a side that are hard-nosed, they're tough, they're not going to take anything lightly. they're going to hit you, they're going to be tough and then hard-nosed. But, yeah, look, they haven't been impressive either, but they're finding ways to, to get the job done and get through. But I think for me with Brazil is really about, before the tournament, just looking at what the potential could be with this team. They also were playing with, you know, the chip on their shoulder, the embarrassment of last time's World Cup in front of their home fans. It was just... I, I, I just thought on the surface this was a really good time, but I think at this point I would be, I would be kind of surprised if they they won this tournament. I'm 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 definitely not as high on them as I was. I just 
They, they need to get going. Tomorrow's a big game. If they can find a way to win that one, you know, let's say 2 0 very comfortably. They could nice get rolling. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice way to get rolling into the, the better, the bigger rounds. Maybe they're just toying with teams. They know they're going to get through, um, you know, just get through and then, then turn it up. Kind of like, uh, you know, uh, you ever see Fast and the Furious game? You know that corny movie where they they're driving real fast and they hit. That I'm aware. Pass. I'm aware of the. Uh, I'm aware of the of franchise. The fast, I'm aware of the franchise, but I, I'll be honest with you. I've never watched one of the movies before. Well, it, it, well they were kind of lame, but like again, when you hit nitrous oxide in your car, you, you go much faster, much harder. <laughs> kind of just rely on that. Maybe they need to hit the nitrous oxide. They haven't hit that yet. Was that what those dudes have in their oh, cars yeah. all the oh, time? Big man. time, you know, Yeah, nitrous oxide that gets it. Uh, that gets it up a notch. Yes, you're gonna win the race for sure, man. Yeah, who's like who's who's been featured in that? So like Vin Diesel, Diesel yep. The Rock, Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, The Rock. Um, no, The Rock. Right, was oh, the guy. Yeah, hasn't Dwayne Johnson been in one of the Fast and Furious before? I, I think don't he has. He was. I thought he's in Maybe one he of them. Yeah, yeah, he's in like, dude. There's like nine of them. I'll be I'm honest, not for nothing. After the second one, I haven't watched. So I, I can't. <laughs> you gave up after two? Yeah, I was just kind of interested in like the initial the, the movies, but then I they there's become like nineteen of them, so I just stopped watching. Hey, big man, we got uh, concerns. Uh, Gabe and I were talking about we've been dancing with the devil. We saw you on Saturday night, and your Daniel Bryan, yes, 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 with Germany. We were right there with you, Argentina oh, today. Yeah. But uh, looking on Thursday's card. Colombia minus one twelve against Senegal. Senegal could be a tough side there. We really need Colombia. What's your opinion on this one? Because man, we have been sweating out late wins. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a similar game to to maybe today. I mean, Senegal are a pretty decent side. I mean, they're they've got some solid players. We saw today it wasn't easy for Argentina. Senegal is not going to make it easy against Colombia. But we were just talking about getting rolling. I think Colombia really got rolling. It's amazing what happens when. You play yeah. with 11 players, and you have Hamas Rodriguez on the team. Um, they absolutely – I'll tell you what, Poland was absolutely disgraceful in this tournament. Uh, <laughs> Senegal's good. They're, Senegal's a good side. I don't think they're better than, than Colombia. I don't know if it'll be as, as hard as today, but I expect a 2-1 win, and I think the goal will come early in the second half. They'll defend. They're a pretty good side, Colombia. They can dark horse if they can get going. They uh, – they're really good with Hamas Rodriguez. I think they'll beat Senegal. It won't be easy, but they'll beat them. Hey, if Germany, Brazil, and Colombia can move on, then we yeah. all move on. That sounds great. And we all move well, on into the, into the next stage, and uh, we hit uh, we hit four parlays, actually. Well, I'll tell you what, nice. guys. I know we, we do uh, you all of us kind of talked about some parlays before the tournament. I actually, I actually did one kind of in the middle of it. I took... I got three out of four sides correct so far. The only one I need, I needed Croatia, Argentina to finish that way. I needed France, Denmark, and then the uh, what was it, Uruguay and, and Russia, and now I need Belgium, England, twenty-five to one or so. It's about around there. If I can hit that one, I might have to take a trip up to Canada, boys. We'd like that. That'd be nice. You should come up, come up, and. Uh... See the sights. I'll tell you what, if, if Saturday's any indication, I think it might be a nice time. I, you know, i, I got to commend you guys for that. I, I um, You know, don't see much like that, much of that anymore. You know, nice just hanging out with your friends and having a nice party. And that was nice. It was nice to see. You don't see that very often. You guys look like 
you're having a nice time. You know, good friends, yeah. good food. Yeah, yeah. Start, was, uh, started off. Right. I'll give I'll, I'll give Gabe a lot of credit too. Like the thing is, because he's on Twitter more, big man, and I'm more like you know I don't post the plays or I do my yeah. thing. But by Gabe being so out there in the public, sometimes strangers just kind of. You, you you like he he's there and there's people like hanging around you know what i mean they're on the couch and he we're gonna yeah. do this and we're gonna do that and i gotta give him a lot of credit because uh he's a busy guy <laughs> and he has to do a lot of entertaining so uh, the only thing i wasn't happy yeah. about i'm still wondering about the missing doritos yeah i didn't take them too i left uh you know me that even like after the everything there was yeah. a big bag of doritos yeah, I got unopened a- on my coffee yeah. table who took them and i, I was like feeling, you know what i was like I man feeling, i'm gonna man, bust that I back get- yeah I got a chowder, huh? Chowder's names all over that one. I love chowder, but he took all my Pepsi's That's too. That's what Cam like, said. Uh, Cam, he, Cam he, said he, I, he cleaned me out. Like, too. I bet your chowder took the Doritos. Yeah, he, he took a lot of mix. And Not he took that a lot matters, of chips. Because no. you know we had a big barbecue here. There was a ton of food yeah. around. Sunny, great. But there were a bunch uh, of bags of chips. But there was one unopened bag of yeah. chips, like a big bag of Doritos, but no one touched. And I got back all wasted after the football game, and I saw them. And I was like, oh, all right, good, good. All right, it's not many. The Doritos are still here. Are those them, the Tostitos? No, no, oh. Doritos. Oh, Doritos, yes, Doritos. Yes. Those no. are separate Tostitos. Sorry, I thought I found them wrong. No. <laughs> I stated an unopened bag yeah. of Doritos, yeah. not a half-eaten bag of oh, Tostitos. Tostitos. Yes. Yeah, well, I so. got to tell you, what a, what a great guy, Clem Chowder. What a great guy. I learned a lot about him the other night. He's a... Uh, He's a good character, nice guy, always very kind. Uh, it's it's, it's totally interesting life, yeah, yeah. Past, sure, uh, cra- crazy, uh, crazy past. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that was it. Was a lot of fun. We don't really do that that often. It, yeah. I try to do it more as I'm getting older and stuff like that. Uh, just not to be so isolated, you know. Sure. And um, uh, by the way, Gabe, uh, before we get cut off, I know you got to let Cam know about the rap battle that's going to be happening. Oh, that's right. So you're going to step oh. up and in on Wednesday night. I'm gonna, yeah, I think so. I mean, unless you want to do it out in Vegas uh, for an IFPC, uh, you know. Ooh. Maybe, uh, maybe well, Cam, yeah. Cam, you saw, you were here. Babano was dropping a beat. Oh, yeah. Babano was, yeah, he was throwing it down. Big man's sweating. not impressed. No, like big he, man says he's ready to take him down. He said he sounds yeah. like a geeky white guy, right? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Cam. I mean, uh, you know, there's, you know, for a geeky white guy, it was decent, but like for gutter rap guys like myself, no, nah, it wasn't very good. Actually, I like this. I like your confidence, big man. You're going in there. Oh, this is good. Wednesday night, Brancy. Listen, I could spit a hot sixteen right now. I, I don't want to destroy the airwaves, though. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Lou, I know Lou wants to keep this uh, PG rated, so I don't want to get too deep. But uh, uh, yes, I can. If management, <laughs> if manager want to keep it PG rated, we would have been gone a long time ago. That's, uh, good point. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Hey, I'm choking to death now right, about that, actually. Um, all right, so before we get you out of here, um, what do we see what here? What about the big games? Because we're not going to talk to big man before the end of the week. I was thinking, like, either Fran- we got France-Argentina, Uruguay-Portugal, uh, Yeah, we can blast Russia. through the odds here. Yeah, so, yeah Argentina, yeah, good point. Okay, thanks. Now that Argentina's uh, been advanced through, they play Saturday against France. Knockout. Now it's time to step up, guys. Now it changes everything. Now suddenly... Um, um, extra time comes into play. 90 minutes regulation bets come into play now, guys. To qualify comes into play, etc. Or to win the game, to, you know, c- comes into play. It'll be interesting. And with all these penalty kicks and the way this has gone so far, I got to believe we're going to have probably quite a few 
Circuses? Yeah, and ties and penalty kicks. I think there'll be a lot of crazy drama and randomness here, but hard to pass up France right now at plus 130 after what we've just seen from Argentina. I know people are going to say, oh, Argentina came alive and stuff. They did it. They were freaking lucky to beat them. They were lucky to get through. France beat them. Yeah, they, they again didn't play well, but I'll tell you what. France hasn't been great in this tournament either. I mean, I haven't been too impressed with them either. What a shock, eh? They're underachievers again, man. Yeah, there's a lot of underachievers in this tournament. We're going to find out some boys from the men here over the next week or so. But, yeah, I think at that price, I'm looking towards France. They generally turned it up against better competition. Argentina didn't play out of their minds today. Um, I got to tell you, Gabe and Cam, their coach could be the stupidest human being on earth. He is really dumb. It's amazing that he just will not put in certain players, and he got he he got he got real lucky today. He got real lucky that they were able to find a way to get a draw because not for nothing, there should have been a penalty with about the 80th minute. That was a clear handball that should have yep. been a penalty. Uh, they didn't call it, um, and, and they kept Argentina alive. But I think Argentina is really just they're the high school senior just counting down the hours. Eventually, you could party for for right now, but. In a, a few days, you're going to have to go and, and face the real world that high school's over and you got to figure out what you're going to do in your life. That's Argentina. they got to face the real world. Partying's over. Now we got to play a real team and we're going to see what happens. But I don't think it's going to be good for Argentina. I think they'll lose, and I think it's going to be another early exit for them. Uruguay and Portugal. Portugal are now plus 210. Uruguay are plus 175. Smart money coming in on the Uruguayans. Spain and Russia. Spain, minus 163, almost feels too that's good to be gonna true. Be, that's going to be a real weird game, I have a feeling. I mean, obviously you have a Russian team that's not as good as Spain. Um, I think we all know that. This is a knockout game. What the hell is going to go on in that game? I mean, there's going to be some weird shenanigans there. That's going to be good TV to watch on uh, Saturday, whenever that is. I don't Spain's going to have Sunday. Sp- Sunday. Yeah, Sp- Spain's going to have to earn it. You're at Russia. You don't think Russia's getting calls in this game? My Come money, on, my money. That's what I'm saying. I, I think you're going to see some weird. I'll be on Spain. You're going to. I say Spain's probably going to win, but it's not going to be I'll easy. I'll probably have like a nickel or so, if not more. <laughs> Russia, on guys, guys, Russia, and I, I have no problem saying this publicly. They might be the most overrated. I mean, the fact that they're in this group is amazing. They're, they're so bad, and they just get through against two bad teams. They'll get crushed. Now it's time to bet on Spain. Then. Big man on campus. Check him out. Sportsbookreview.com. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff Nadu. Quick break. George Kurtz will join us later. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, the best uh, radio show since sliced bread. <laughs> If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the prop builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch a hassle at D1 late scratches. Avoid experts winning 90% of the money. 
Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus. Rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag and the promo code FNTSY upon sign up. Choose your matchups using a prop builder tool. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code FNTSY. And as we mentioned, uh, mybookie.ag's got LeBron James uh, props up uh, right now. They've got uh, props up, which NBA coach will be the first to be fired. Of course, they've got uh, a ton of World Cup specials and uh, props uh, up on the board uh, right now. Interesting board tomorrow. I don't know, uh, like kind of like what per- Peru did today, Gabe. I'm looking for that game where I can kind of find... Some a team that doesn't really look like they can do anything but surprise you. That's what I'm kind of looking at the, there right now. I'm thinking about what team that, that has got no respect, hasn't played really good early, could do some damage. Like I'm just looking at the board here. Sir, uh, now we we need Brazil though. We need Brazil at minus 188. Switzerland. What about Switzerland? Costa Rica tie at plus two six. Switzerland will beat them. You think? Yeah. They don't have to play for anything though, do they? Aren't yeah, they? they do. Really? Yeah. That's a problem then. Well, no, but Australia was playing Peru for something, and they still got their asses I believe, uh, yeah, I know, but Costa Rica can't score. Costa Rica just can't score. I've actually got a prop in. I, I told people to bet it. I told people, but I got a prop in that Costa Rica would score less than two and a half goals in the World Cup. Two games in, they're scoreless. Yeah, and they're not going to score three. That's a lot of goals. No, no, no. Famous last words. No, they could. They're not. At best one. Dude, Switzerland haven't lost. Switzerland haven't lost in it, 19 yeah. games. I know. They're they're an underrated club. I think they've won 16 of the 19. Like, there's a couple of draws in there, but um, like this group is wide open, dude. Like, I don't even know how to do the math. Like, today... I guess we could try to analyze it. It just gives me a headache, and it pisses yeah. me off, though. <laughs> but today, today it was kind of simpler. And even then, it was, unless you're really a sports fan or understand soccer and the rules and everything and sort of get it, but today was all right. You know, like we were tied with Iceland, but we were down a goal against Iceland. So if Iceland would have won, we were screwed. Like, I understood all yeah. this. It was a simple scenario. There's only one other team. The problem with this stupid group is, Serbia are alive, Switzerland are alive, and Brazil are alive. They're all right Everybody. there. Brazil have four points. Switzerland have four points. Switzerland can win the damn group game. Yeah, which well, they by might beat, by beating Costa Rica, which they, they will. Well, they have a, they have no, not they will beat Costa Rica. Yeah. Like there's no, that's like, um, wow, it's only They're, minus one fifty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're minus one fifty, and Brazil's minus one eighty eight. Well, they think Brazil is a better chance to beat Serbia. Guess who's going to have a lot of money on Switzerland tomorrow? I guess that man would be you. <laughs> I'm a big backer of it the Swiss. Sli- it ain't sliced bread. No, I'm, a, no, I'm, I'm a big backer no, of the Swiss. I've been telling people coming into this tournament, I took Switzerland plus the goal. Remember I took yes. Switzerland plus the goal and a half against Brazil, Brazil in the first, first game. game. I oh, you're crazy. I did too. And then I took Switzerland in the last game to win. Switzerland, I'm telling you, these guys don't screw around, man. They're, when they get they down have a great a, goalie. When they get down a goal, they don't even get scared. They've come back in games. No, they're a resilient bunch. Like I said, they haven't lost in 19 international matches, man. It's been a couple of years. Like That's they just, awesome. They're on a run, this team. Costa Rica's not beating them. Serbia and Brazil is going to be a real <laughs> bitch, man. Germany, yes. Just a uh, minus 500. Okay, so let's look at some of the scenarios here then. So 
Brazil have four points. This is what's good for us with Brazil. And I'm telling you, I, I warned everybody, Brazil are not winning this tournament. And look, here they are fighting for their lives just to get freaking through this, and now I've got to worry about them. I never imagined they were going to struggle to get out of this group, though. I should have known, though. I underestimated the Serbs. I knew Switzerland were dangerous, yeah. but I sort of... You didn't yeah. know the Serbs were as good as they could be. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, they beat Costa Rica, you know? It's tough. So, listen, Brazil have four points, but they have a goal differential of plus two. That's good. That helps. That helps a, a lot. It does. Like, just in case. things. It's get- a possibility that people end up with the same amount of points and yep. stuff, right? So, the goal differential helps. So, we're plus, uh, we're plus two. Switzerland are plus one. So, right then and there, all right, and they also have four points. So, basically... We're one game. goal ahead of Switzerland, but Switzerland have an easier match. Switzerland yes. can win this like two, but we don't need to win the group to advance, Cam. We're going to lose the parlay to win the group, but whatever. We can't win them all. Switzerland's going to against Costa Rica, too. Now they know that they're behind in goal differential. They're going to try to lay Long it story short to analyze this, if Brazil gets a draw, we advance. They just need a draw. We were in the situation that Portugal was in versus Iran, yes. where Iran almost That's, scored yes. that late goal. Yes, we're in the same exact yes. situation. Yes. yes, see? That was scary at the end of that game, though. Oh, God, I remember that when we saw the net. I was yeah, like, ah! I know. You know, we have Portugal. Oh. You're right. But we, oh. we, I think we have Portugal. We got Portugal on, um, where is it? In another um, part right? What do we have? Yeah, it kind of sucks. We had Portugal to advance in our um, Brazil to win the group, Germany to win the group, Belgium to win the group. You know what sucks? The first four legs have hit of that parlay. There's three legs left. It's amazing, too, because we bet $200. What's it it pay? $1,466. I like you. I like you. We've hit four, but now we're now. Now it's sweat. Yeah, now it's getting real though. So yeah, okay, need, give there's us the four. Final, there's final. four legs left. Okay, what are the legs? They're not happening. We need Brazil to win the group, which that could yeah, happen. It could if they destroy Serbia. Yes, it could happen. Yep. Yes. Next, we need Germany to win the group. I told you about the scenario about Sweden uh, beating Mexico yeah, by two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not Sweden happening. beats Mexico by two, and we beat South Korea by three. We win the group. <laughs> hey, at least at least there's an understanding yes, to what it is. Yes. You can put it on the wall, and you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. You put it on the wall and understand. All right, we win by three. Mexico lose by two. We win the group. What's the cash-out option on that one? Not much. This is where it gets funny, actually. All right, so we need Belgium to beat England. That could happen. Could way happen. And this one I sort of forgot about, actually. And this one's not looking good. <laughs> we need Japan not to advance. Oh, and they're playing Poland. Yeah. God. That parlay's dead anyways. Those guys aren't winning yeah, the stupid. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Yeah, you wondering what the payout is right now? You figure since we've won the first four legs, they'd show us some mercy? No, no mercy. What do you think they're offering for $200? Uh-huh. Considering we've won the first four legs of an 18 parlay. I think they're offering uh, $48. Too high. $26. Lower. 14 Lower. $8.20. 27 cents. Close. They're offering us $7.47. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, 
Like at this point, we might as well just hang on for the miracle, That's right? What like, I say, yeah. and do your day. Can you imagine? Like we took day. the seven dollars. You can't even buy a happy meal. You take the seven dollars. I can just see this on Saturday. And an unlikely result: Sweden beat Mexico three 0 Germany five 0 over South Five 0 route. Germany win the group. Belgium, yeah, like everything. Oh, they smoke England three 0 Yeah, all these things could happen. No, seven dollars. Wow, that's heartless. We're that's a heartless, heartless company. We're losing that one. Oh, you think? <laughs> seven bucks. We've got another one uh, here. Uh, is it alive? Five hundred and sixteen dollars. Uruguay to advance, yes. Iran to not advance, yes. yes. France to advance, yes. Yep. Argentina to advance, yes. Belgium to advance, yes. Which leaves us Brazil and Germany to advance. $516 pays $1,000.89. Cash out offer, $769.92. Right I think now. that one should be considered. <laughs> I know, I'm dead serious. Because Brazil's playing, they're playing Serbia. Germany, Germany's going to kill South Korea. If we you know cash that. that out, it's a profit of $269, though. It's not like you're losing money on it, but... But you're only gaining an extra 200 and something, too. 500 pays... What, what does it pay again? Just over a dime? $1,089. Yeah. $1,000. Yeah, you can ride... Hey, if you think Brazil is going to be Serbia... So that's... Yeah, yeah, I know, but just, suddenly, yeah, it becomes a big risk, doesn't it? It sure does. <laughs> See, I'm trying to be like a good banker here and say, you know what? Take the plus, but... And you know what? Listen, we have another one as well where we have Brazil, Germany, and Colombia. Mm-hmm. $213. It pays back $500. Cash out, 217 It could be smart to cash out, take the 769 and let the and like, then let the two hundred for five hundred dollar one yes, roll. I agree. And then we need Germany, Brazil, and Colombia. I like it. I re- no, honestly, I'm really like the hamsters on the wheel, and I'm thinking about it, and I really like that because see, it would put us into good territory. Uh, it would put us into marginally, like pathetically small profit, and then hope for the last five hundred dollar parlay to come in. I still like it. We've got an option now, at least, yeah. Because really, it's a good point. What's the difference between seven sixty nine and and a thousand? I'd almost rather not sweat this. And you out. don't have to deal with Serbia playing Brazil on a team that you've already said they're pissing you off, and you you know something bad's going to happen with these turkeys and all these this crazy stuff. Then again, the number tells you Brazil minus one eighty eight. We should win. Uh, nothing's ever easy, buddy. These are the odds uh, to qualify right now. So this is what we would yeah. be. Uh, we would be uh, hell. Hedging. Brazil to qualify, according to the sports books, minus 1,400. It's nuts. Switzerland to qualify, minus 5,000. Serbia to qualify, plus 500. Hmm. Okay. All we need is a stupid draw. Like, as long as Brazil doesn't lose the game, they move on. Yeah, draw plus three thirty three in that game. The difference between though, the difference between seven hundred and something dollars and a thousand dollars is not really that much. Seven sixty nine compared to a thousand. It's two hundred and thirty one bucks. Yeah, but if you believe Brazil, then you got to let her. The thing is, we have two of the same parlay, though. That's so. the thing. Yeah, it's kind we, of. I know, I know. So essentially, yeah, it's like fifteen hundred dollars. 
on Germany and Brazil, except one of them has Colombia. Yeah. One of them doesn't have. One of them has Colombia. One of them doesn't have Colombia. And what is in Colombia's situation? They have to. They crushed in their last game. Yeah, Colombia should beat Senegal, or a draw would get them through as well. Mm. Um, what are their odds to advance? That's the toss-up one, yeah. man. Where it's kind of. They're minus one thirty-eight to advance. <laughs> Senegal are minus, uh, you know, plus one thirty type thing. It's right there. That's like, the group of hell. <laughs> Which I said, the Saints got his pitchfork out. It's hot. It's like overly stressful for the amount of money we're getting back. Yeah, I agree. It is. When you're really thinking about the mathematical breakdown, it's like, wow, man, we're really gonna. Like have this to is a grind it's it out. been a lot of stress to try to squeeze out like maybe eight hundred dollars in profit. <laughs> you're right. Right, the big the big hit was that stupid two hundred for fourteen hundred dollar one that looked pretty good before the tournament started. <laughs> Everything looks good. Well, Everything Germany looks good. Germany was supposed to win the the tournament potentially, so therefore why they still can't they, can, win the they still can win the tournament. Mexico surprised us. Mexico. I actually like the fact that Germany now is seven to one when a game they're minus five hundred against South Korea at the start of the tournament. They're not Ger- going to be seven to one after tomorrow. That's what dude. I'm talking about. Germany was plus four fifty. So if you like Germany now, yeah. click them at seven plus seven hundred. They'll be it's plus four fifty after tomorrow. That's a good bet. You're gaining points. It's that's just good math. That's good, good, good live betting. Take Germany now if you believe they're going to win. And you broke it down. You say only a couple teams are going to win. Who do you like? You like Germany at seven to one. You like Belgium at seven to one. And you said Uruguay at maybe twenty five, but they have a collision course with Germany. Right? Portugal at twenty five. I have futures on them. They're not winning this damn tournament. They're not gonna win. Portugal's gonna get knocked out against Uruguay. I think. Yeah. That's their next game. Although that that's gonna be a tough one, man. That that's going under. That's going under. Although these stupid totals at two and a half always go over in the last minute. Son of a bitch. I don't know why I didn't catch that stupid game. This stuff will torture you, man. If you cash out the 769 in Moneyline Parlay Germany Brazil, it pays 1414 from our boy Jesse Lapine. No, yeah, so listen, Jesse, what you're saying is instead of um, alleviating our stress, you want us to get more stressed and lay it into a parlay. I hear where you're I, going I like with this. Je- I like Jesse's style. I hear, I hear what he's saying. I, I, uh, I get it. <laughs> we cash out and we just parlay Germany, Germany and Brazil. Yeah, but the problem is there, Jesse, we don't need Brazil to win. We just need them to draw yeah, the Yeah, and that changes everything. Big difference there. Yeah, we're not going to put a parlay together, Germany win, Brazil draw, and, even though it pay a shitload. And I love you, Jesse, but... If you're listening to us, we're talking about how we don't trust Brazil. <laughs> I don't want to put, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to take the 769 out to roll it over on Brazil. The whole point of taking them out is because we don't trust them. Brazil's going to win a damn game, man. We have to remember, hedging is for gardeners. Edward Scissor's hands. I, I got to tell you, though, Gabe, sometimes a smart hedge job is uh, it's very good for the property. It's good for uh, value. It helps the, the, the location go up in value, a good hedging, a good trimming, keeping your lawn manicured. This is a strange, uh, this is a strange story. Well, what is it? I guess it really shouldn't be a strange story. I mean, this isn't shocking that a dead body was found in a... Uh, in a New Jersey home. <laughs> it's like, what, in the wall? Not like the first time, but 
A dead body was found Tuesday morning at the New Jersey home of Giants cornerback Janoris Jenkins. Wow. Major crime unit is investigating. This is a developing story. We'll keep our eye on this. George Kurtz next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Commercial break scheming. We just realized, listen to this, Jesse Lapine. There's no need to cash out yet because no. Germany plays uh, South Korea at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yep. So we let Germany beat South Korea, and then we'll have a new cash out option because that party will be down to just Brazil. Yeah, probably jump to 750 to 800 and something, and then we cash out, and then let the other game ride, the, the other parlay with Colombia ride. Yeah, that might See, that's be. smart. We have been dodging bullets. See, this is smart. See, sometimes taking, taking the scissors to the hedge, it's a good move, man, because we're only, what's the, what's the difference? You want to sweat it out losing that kind of money for a couple hundred bucks? Not I, worth it. I don't want to lose $1,500 on, because of Brazil now. Exactly. Especially when we're so close. It's, that's the thing. You know what it is? It's like robbing a bank. We got all the money in a bag. It's like there's another stack of money there. No, but no, you, but we you hear get, the sirens? Yeah, we got to like, get out. Guys, we got to get out. Forget about the last bag. You gotta, we got to go. We got to go. Exactly. We're going to get busted. That's the that's go, the analogy. You go back for the bag. We're in we're in jail. Like <laughs> we got we we have freedom with the last bags. He could be sitting in a, in, a, in a cell thinking, God, son God. of a bitch, I went back for that extra four k. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. I, I could have left. For All right, George Kurtz. George Kurtz. Ready to talk some hockey, actually, and uh, you know what? Uh, I apologize right now to people uh, tuning in because uh, I know it's supper time on the East Coast right now. Some people could be eating after a hard day of work, and you know I don't want to gross you out or anything like that. But Gary Bettman's been inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh God. Like, really? Gary Bettman? Gary Bettman doesn't know how to tie a pair of skates. Gary Bettman shouldn't be allowed to visit the Hockey Hall of Fame, let alone have his stupid little midget ass enshrined in that building next to great, iconic, heroic hockey people. George Kurtz. How you doing, George? 
Uh, so you're against Batman in the whole thing? Is that what that little tie is about? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I guess I wasn't very clear, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. like, right, in case yeah. in case we have any suffering yeah, just, here. Uh, yeah, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> so listen, Mark Tambroder, yeah. Oh, definitely. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about Marty Bird, how good he is most games. in a minute. But yep. Gary Bettman, and it's sickening. Like, this is, like, really? Like, this is... This is like, I don't know. It's a good thing that I just got survived these parlays, George, because otherwise I'd really get mad about this. I don't like Gary Bettman. And the fact that he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, well, I guess it's like the Baseball Hall of Fame now. I ban it because Pete Rose isn't there. I'll never step. I can't step foot. You know what? I'm going to go, though. I live like, I'm li- George, I'm literally like three blocks away from the Hockey Hall of Fame. We're 13 blocks. Yeah, you're closer to 16. Yeah. <laughs> I'm close. I can walk there in 20 minutes. We we'll can. Put, can I walk there in 20 minutes? 27 minutes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go visit it yeah. before they enshrine that little stupid dwarf into that building. Because once his face is in there, I'm not going back in there. It's a disgrace to the game. It's a disgrace. Like, what the hell has this guy done to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Has he even ever played hockey before? No. It's ridiculous. This guy, he's not even played ball hockey before. But can't we go on and on about this in the Hall of Fame? Why is Bud Selig in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I mean, that's a joke. What did he do that's so great? And he over the uh, shut down the game in, uh, uh, you know, in the All-Star game. So is that the deal? So, yeah, no, you're right. You want to know why Batman's in the Hall of Fame? Because of uh, 30, expanding it to 31 teams, $5 billion a U.S. in revenue. Money, 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 money. But yeah, instead but of it, Gary Batman, uh, uh, yeah. let's just put Ted Rogers and Greg Sansoni in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Because they're the ones that gave him the $5 billion. Rogers Television. Let's just, in, let's just induct Ted Rogers into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Listen, I'm on board with taking guys out. I don't, I don't honestly care about the whole thing. I, I lost it just a long time. Oh, not just hockey, baseball, football. I would take guys out before I put guys in. <laughs> I, think it's, uh, I think it's kind of a joke. It, it's not, in most no, sports, yeah. guys, it's not the Hall of Fame anymore. Even if you talk just about the players, it's the Hall of Very Good. You know, and it's not. Oh, he was a very good player, but he wasn't a great player. And this is all sports. Not Martin Brodeur, obviously. He was one of the greats. Uh, Batman, uh, and once again, it is money. Selig, same thing. Money. That's why they're in there. You know, sort of an honorary thing. Oh, you can't All the commissioners get the in, though, right? Yeah. Like, Pete Rozelle's in the Hall of Fame. I guess that would make sense, right? Pete, is Pete Rozelle in the Hall of Fame? I think he is. He is. He is. Paul, Tog- Paul Tagliabue yeah. was inducted, wasn't he, recently, a couple of years ago? So I guess it's like if you're a commander, I could freak well, out, right, I guess, yeah. all I want. But I guess what, if well, you're a commissioner, next, you're in. What's next game when Roger Goodall get, goes in? You're yes. going to lose your mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgot Roger. about that one. God. <laughs> I don't know if Goodall will get in, though, because he has so much negative <laughs> pop-up. I mean, there is so much negativity about him and the things he's, he has screwed up. Once again, I think Goodell gets sort of a bad rap because he takes all the heat for the owners. No one yells at the owners. No one's yelling at Jerry Jones and the uh, Piscotti and Bullpup for what he did with the, and the Ray Rice stuff, but you'll yell at Goodell instead. He's sort of the mouthpiece there. I get it, but uh, I wonder if he'll have a very, very difficult time getting into the Hall of Fame because of that. That's the same as Batman. That's what he does. Hey, George, he takes all the heat for the – like nobody, all the public calls him a weasel, you know, the little midget or whatever. But owners are like it because, hey, 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 Gary, thanks for the paycheck. Uh, Here right. comes nice the money. He makes the money. He I'm makes not the gonna, money, and that's the way it goes. I'm not going to dispute that. All right. Well, that's their job. Their job is to take the heat, man. Their job is to take all the crap 
from the other the reporters, the writers, and all the groups that are complaining, that's the owner's job. They're just working for the uh, the the commissioner's job is to work for the owners. They're just listening to what the owners want, and the owners love it that no one's yelling at them. They don't have any protests going on in front of their offices. No, it's a front of Goodell. It's like Republicans yep. with Trump, <laughs> congressmen with Trump. <laughs> they can do. It is similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can do. You know what I mean? They they, they go about their business. Yep. Nobody picks on that because every day yeah. in the news is all about Trump, yep. right? Exactly. And they and they can uh, they can uh, do their business undercover, uh, so to speak. Incognito. Um, so Martin Broder's in. Martin St. Louis gets in. Alexander um, Yakushev and uh, Jana Hefford. So we got Willie O'Ree and Commissioner Gary Bettman inducted into the builders category because being the first uh, black player in the National Hockey League um, in the 50s and playing for the Boston Bruins as uh, as a black guy, you know, the same struggle as Gary Bettman went through going to law school, of that's, course. You know? That's a great point. Oh, that's, see, that's, that's the point, you, that's the so point you bring up. So will you guys go like in together? That. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, Willie O'Ree did everything. The big struggle of Gary Bettman's yeah. life. I know. <laughs> We didn't get the dorm room you wanted at Ivy League. You know, screw you, Batman. All right. Well, so, was, uh, was the only black player in the NHL for 16 years, from 58 until 74. That's pretty impressive when you think. And Boston, not exactly known as the most uh, yep. diverse place on the planet. Yeah, it's 2018, it, it is it. Imagine in 1958. And Willie O'Ree was good. <laughs> you know what, though? I mean, he was good, too. I mean, he got to give credit to the Bruins, though, at least yep. Boston in a sense that I've been hard on Boston. I mean, look, the Boston Red Sox were the last team to integrate. Um, it took, you know, they, dude, it's like 1969, Cam. Think about that. It's like 20 years after. Think about That's that. That's nuts. Like, they were like the SEC in Alabama or something. I mean, like, Boston... You know, they get upset about a reputation, but, you know, some of this stuff speaks for itself. But, they, you know, the Bruins don't get enough credit uh, for that, in my opinion. So let me ask you, me being from Montreal, it's always been a big debate in Montreal, uh, George, because both, you know, although Patrick was not technically from Montreal, he's from Quebec and he played for the Canadians. So he's viewed as, as one of them. And there's always been a debate, Martin Brodeur or Patrick Waugh? I'll, ask, yeah, I'll start well, this, with you. I'll start with you, George, and I'll get Cam's yeah. opinion. This is one of those silly debates, though, because you would, everybody would jump, you know, bend over backwards to have either goalie. I mean, I'm an Islander fan, man. We haven't had a goalie in 30 years. I'd kill for either one of these guys. You know, I mean, it's, it's a joke. I think I would take Brodeur it's a because... Ga- it's a game seven. If it's a game seven, who do you want? It's a simple... Who, you know, which goalie do you want? And uh, you can only choose one in the big game. Brodeur. Now you, now you just changed my mind. You said one game. If it was over a career, I would have taken Brodeur because of his ability to play the puck. And I like, you know, that's an, I think it's, I play defense when I play hockey, so I love the goalies who can play the puck. It saves you back there. But if you're saying one game, you know, just a game seven, I might go with, uh, with Patrick Roy there, but I think I'm going to stick with Brodeur. I think he was that good. I understand there's going to be some negativity about him because of the defensive system that the Devils played. You know, the neutral zone trap, and that certainly helped him out there. But I don't think that was the uh, the only reason or the main reason for his greatness. But like I said, I wouldn't care about either one. I would take either one of these guys in a heartbeat. But if I have to choose game seven or a career, I'll go with Brodeur. Cam? Okay. Yeah, I'm with Brodeur, too. Even though Patrick Waugh shows up in the big game, I'll take Brodeur there. Career, three-time Stanley Cup champion, just just his longevity, everything he did. George brought up a great point about the defense, but still made huge saves. Martin Brodeur. For, he's my guy for longevity for everything. Thing, he's the he, he's the tops. One thing I'll say, and Patrick Waugh is one of my favorite players, so I'm a big Patrick Waugh guy. But 
I think Brodeur was more consistent. Yes. Than Patrick Good Wah. call. Patrick Wah is like a lot of sort of flamboyant Quebec goaltenders. He could be off. You know, like oh, Martin yeah. Brodeur was just sort of steady. He was just always. Great analogy. He was like, way Patrick Wah could yes. like, oh, my God, what a save he just made. Patrick Wah had a lot of, what the F were you just doing, bro? Special like, stuff. His ego got the best of him as his career went on. Remember the gaff uh, behind the net yep. in the playoffs? His ego just sort of would get in the way sometimes. As a Quebecer, I understand. Like, Brodeur, and it's funny because Brodeur isn't the typical Quebecer. Like, Quebec goalies are generally pretty volatile and very Up sort and of emotional and stuff. Brodeur is very systematic. It's just in the system that he played in. I guess it was sort of contagious, George. The system that he played in had an effect on the player that he became. You know, And I'm not using that as an excuse for him because I know what you mean. You always hear people say, well, if Patrick Wall, like Patrick Wall won a cup with the Canadians. He stopped like a million shots a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a different scenario. People say, well, Patrick Wall didn't have Scott Stevens in front of him. He didn't have that Jacques Lemaire trap and wall in front of him all those years. Patrick Watt did win Stanley Cups as a rookie in 86. Won again as 93. Both times, pretty much single-handedly won the Cup by carrying the Canadians on his back. But Brodeur had a more steady body of work, in my opinion. And Mar Listen, Marty St. Louis, Cam, you can't bitch about him no, being an offense. I love Marty St. Louis. George, Marty St. Louis, what's your thoughts on him? 391 goals, 642 assists. Oh, no problems at all with Martin St. Louis. First work with the Rangers and the Lightning. Small guy, too, only about 5'8", so really uh, he may have set the tone there as far as that guys that size could play. Because remember, he didn't play or he didn't play most of his career in what, what the NHL is today, where the grabbing and clutching is gone. You can't really hit anybody nowadays. He was before before that, so I think I'm very impressed. I saw one time, there was a pick, I guess I saw him in the locker room, and his legs, but his thighs were the size of my chest. I couldn't believe how big this man's thighs were. I noticed yeah. one thing here, guys. So he scored 391 goals, 642. Usually you got to get 500. Here, here. I was no, no, but Gabe, but Gabe, but Gabe. He, all the times he was hurt and beat down and had to play hurt and stuff, I think you make a consideration. Man, I remember it was a big deal. They bitched even yeah. about Cam Neely. Hey, he's good, but where are the numbers are? But he was so good. He got hurt. He's a good guy. Let's put Taylor him in. Taylor deserves to be there. I mean, it used to be, but it's sort of like uh, 300 wins for a pitcher, isn't it, George? Nobody, nobody scored 60 goals. You know, nobody scored 92 goals like Gretzky did anymore. No one's like, you know, remember in the old days, the leading goal scorer list would be, oh, shit, 72 goals for Solani to 68. And it used to be sort of crazy and stuff. You know, Bernie Federico dropped 71 or whatever the hell it was. Um, it's sort of like the numbers are skewed in football. 300-yard passing game doesn't really mean anything anymore. But conversely... You're not getting to 300 wins anymore in baseball. So that's no longer a barometer. If we have that as a barometer for a pitcher to get into the Hall of Fame, I guess, George, no one's ever getting into the Hall of Fame anymore, essentially. Is it the same case with 500 goals in NHL now? Oh, I definitely think so. You just said it. Forget 60, 70. We're thrilled if anybody reaches 30. 30 is a great goal-scoring season. 40, you're a monster. 50, you're a god. That's just the way it is in today's NHL. I understand they're, they're going to streamline the goalie pads. I'm curious to see what happens this season when they're streamlined. But why don't they just make them naked? Why don't they just make them play naked? That's what they were in the 70s. Uh, no, no, no pads, no nothing. You just stand there with a jock strap. That's what they were in the 70s. But they're wearing couch cushions now, Gabe. I mean, it's a, I it's a joke. This is why, in my mind, Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer ever. Ever. Better than Gretzky. Goal scorer. Not player. Goal scorer. Because yeah. when he comes down the wing, there's nothing to shoot at. I mean, there's no net. You can't see twine. All you see is goalie. It's amazing what he's able to score. 
Hey, George Garsnow and those uh, Rochester Nighthawks oh, lacrosse yeah. gear. All those guys <laughs> back there. It was you go down, game. right? The things would go up. How did he get bigger when he went down? <laughs> Garsnow. Remember him? I remember when he came out. I'm like, isn't there a guy to check the size of equipment these guys came out? They were lacrosse goaltenders. You're right. So Garsnow rooted for all goaltenders. Yeah. He was uh, him and yeah. There was a couple other guys, but he was uh, the big guy. He was, that was not a joke. When he went down, his pants got bigger. It was weird. I don't know yeah, how he did yeah. it. I think I think he was the guy who actually did. That wasn't a joke. I think he was the guy who started. Uh, no, I guess no, the, he was. Yeah, we got to trim this down. It's ridiculous. And by the yeah, way, guys, as an Islander fan, you, you surely shouldn't mention Garth Snow to me. Okay, I'm, I'm <laughs> thrilled that he's just gone, or at least out of the public view for now. Or Charles Wong with the. Uh, he's he just wanted, like if you would have told me too that Garth Snow would have been in control of the organization, not just the goal. It was like so, one day, Garth, you really can't play goalie anymore. How about GM? I need a GM. Can you get a GM? Exactly. I mean, what a freaking joke. <laughs> That's like a transformer. Yeah. It's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hey, you want to be the GM uh, after of the Bucks? <laughs> It doesn't. I mean, that that never made any sense. I mean, and now they they can't. They couldn't fire him because Wang gave him some kind of poison pill. Well, they did. Well, I guess they demoted him. But he's still getting paid an awful lot of money because Wang decided to give him a nice poison pill when he sold the team. Thanks, Charles. Thank you so much. I got to ask you there, uh, George, about Tavares too with the sweepstakes. A couple weeks ago, the Islanders they didn't have Barry Trotz, Lou Lamorello. It looks a lot better for them to keep him around. I know the Leafs are sniffing around Dallas. All these teams, uh, Tampa Bay, making their pitch. What do you think is going to happen with Tavares? Do you think he stays with the Islanders? Well, they, Tampa Bay is now out. They uh, announced the signing for JT Miller today. Right now in cap room, Tampa Bay only has a little over $5 million left. So if you sign Tavares, that's $12 million a year. We know he's getting $12 million a year. That's negative $7 million. It means you've got to start with leasing players. And they still have other guys they have to sign just to fill out a roster. So Tampa Bay is now out. That really leaves five teams, San Jose, Dallas, uh, Boston's in there. I, you know, I think he's coming back. I think he's just doing this because he's a free agent and wants to, you know, I want to test it. I want to see what, what's out there. I think he knows the Islanders will offer him the money, so there's no uh, – they can offer him the most money because they can offer him that eighth year, but other teams can only offer seven. So he gets the most money from the Islanders. He has to like Lamorello and Trotz coming on. It makes the Islanders a legitimate front office again or a legitimate management team here. So I think he has to like that. Uh, the Islanders have the most cap room. In the NHL right now, once they, if they sign Tavares, obviously that'll change. But they have the most cap room, so they have moves they can do beyond Tavares. I'd be surprised now. If you would have asked me this three weeks ago, I, or before Lamorello was signed, I would have been the other way. I thought he was leaving. Now I think he's coming back. I got to tell you, Gabe, and you know this from who we met at the, at the football game, a lot of Toronto players that we know, they're not into it. They say, oh, everyone thinks I just want to play in Toronto. No, I actually want to play somewhere else because of the media and stuff. Here, a lot of guys saying, no, I don't want to play for the Leafs. That was, they're a better team now. That was before when the Leafs were, were really. Were they, you, you think now it's a, it's, a little, it's a little bit different it's now. It's a lot still, different now. It's still a lot of pressure. It's a lot uh, It's hard playing now. at home, man. It's hard playing in front of your hometown. That's why Stamkos didn't really go, go right? It's hard to do that. No, Stamkos didn't go because uh, he made like $17 million more because of the tax in Florida. That, that, no that's tax. what it is. Yeah, exactly. All right, hang in here, George. I want to continue to Tavares stuff and get a couple of quick baseball takes uh, from you. Quick break. George Kurtz uh, with us on Red Heat and Rage Radio. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Gary Bettman's resume, three lockouts, two Canadian teams transplanted, Atlanta Thrashers fold, lose television contract with ESPN, Hall of Famer, Sean O'Baghead, <laughs> Cousin Eddie on Twitter, Gary Bettman is in the Hockey Hall of Fame, what a disgrace. Steve Simmons, Steve Simmons, Toronto's son. You can cringe all you want, and I'm cringing, but Gary Bettman belongs in a hockey, ho- hockey <laughs> Hall of Fame. What he's done for the business of the game is gigantic. Now, the only thing gigantic, Simmons, is uh, how big of an asshole you are. Um, what else do we have here? I'm just looking at the... Uh, <laughs> I'm just uh, looking at... Uh, I'm looking at the, the Gary Bettman um, Twitter... Uh, Twitter account. All right, NHL Trump says, absolutely disgraceful to see little Gary Bettman get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Little Gary Bettman. With people like Pitiful, Pierre Maguire, and the selection committee, it's no surprise. Very, very corrupt. Sickening. Says NHL Trump. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I like this one. Uh, Will Gary Bettman get booed at the Hockey Hall of Fame induction? He might be the first one, George, to get booed. I like that. Let's go and boo him, actually. Maybe I will go. Is there any doubt he gets booed? At the induction? Really? Oh, that's good. I think he definitely does. I wouldn't put any money against that. Can, can, I, can we throw pucks at him? <laughs> hey, Gary, oh, that, that congratulations. That might be the soul charge. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. I like this here. Daniel uh, Carcillo, buddy of ours. I like this as well. Willie O'Ree and Gary Bettman are being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame as builders. Willie is best known for being the first black player in the NHL. Gary Bettman is best known for denying CTs exist and contributing to the death of former players. That's strong. uh, Yeah, it's uh, not a bad point. Yeah, you didn't even put that one in the other negative list. Not not a bad point by the uh, the car uh, bomb. Uh, I like this. uh, Mike Grinnell uh, says, who's Mike Grinnell work for? Mike Grinnell works uh, for Barstool Sports. Says, uh, why are we putting Gary Bettman in the Hall of Fame? For what? Most lockouts uh, ever for a commissioner? <laughs> like, this isn't going down well, guys. No, it's not. Like, and, and, you know, if you're a real hockey guy, you don't like this. If you're just sort of a guy that thinks, well, he made a money and whatever, then. But if you have any integrity for the sport of I, yeah, hockey and I, the Hockey Hall of Fame, then Gary Bettman shouldn't be in it. I, I, and think, another I thing think Gary is, Bettman's a tool, but I'm just telling you that's the only reason because the cronies and the guys who he gave the yeah, guys to the money. But you induct a little midget dwarf when he retires, not when he's active. I, I, I agree with that. Why is he active getting that in? That is a great point. You know, why? There's no need to do it now. Pisses me off. That's stupid. It really does could, bother me, could too. Tell. Like. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, normally I don't care about this Hall of Fame stuff and MVP awards and all this crap, but this, one's th- this one really bothers well, it's me. more offense to Willie O'Ree to be, uh, you're, you're in the same category as this guy. That's what really tarnishes it. It's an it's offense disgusting. to the sport of hockey. It is. He's just such a swarmy, like, just douche. Like, that's, you know, he's just a douche, man. All right. John Tavares. Uh, I got to, um, I've got to respectfully disagree uh, George, I get it as far as the extra year on the contract. I get it. Bringing Barry Trotz in. It's unbelievable that 
that Tavares is a free agent now, and they bring Trotz and Lamorello in, right? It's like, why didn't you do this years ago, jackasses? But here they are now doing this. I, I get it. The Islanders are, you know, they're on a more stable ground, but it's going to take Lamorello a couple of years here. And it's going to take Trotz. These guys aren't, um, you know, they, they don't have a magic wand to wave. They're just going to make everything better. And I could be delusional. I'm not even a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, but I think the best scenario for John Tavares is to play with the Toronto Maple Leafs and join Nylander, Marner, Austin Matthews, and uh, nice young core, a great young core. Get yourself a defenseman in Toronto. Toronto have shown a commitment to want to win. They're getting closer, George. He's from Toronto. To me, it seems like the perfect fit. The problem with that is all those players you named, Tavares won't be playing with them in two years because they won't be able to afford the ball. That's the issue there. Toronto has to sort of pick and choose here. If they go up to Tavares, they're going to lose probably two of the players. You, not Matthews, obviously. They'll, they'll do everything yeah. to re-sign him. But they'll lose two of the other youngsters because you can't sign them all. That's the thing. Like, to keep Matthews around, they're probably Nylander's probably a guy that they're going to have to make a big-time decision on. With the, with the They're not letting guys. Marner or Matthews no, go. No, right? it's Marner or Matthews. Stay. I have a feeling Nylander will be uh, – Yeah, he'll probably – Listen, the Leafs need a defenseman as well. they got to get goalie. They need two defensemen. Yeah, actually. they're a couple of pieces away. But, you know, if you're Tavares, this isn't just a joke of, hey, listen, if you come to Toronto, we might be good. They are already good. There is already talent uh, there. Yeah, will there be pressure? Yes. Will there be more pressure playing for the Leafs than it would be playing for the Islanders or the Lightning or the Sharks? Hell yes. There's no disputing that. But the rewards will also be greater as well. The endorsement angle is massive um, that he wouldn't be able to cash in in, in an American market. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of perks to, to playing in Toronto if you're John Tavares. Then, you know, there's talk about you know, the, the tax situation, but you get paid in American dollars. If you're playing in Canada. So it's not like he's he's not losing any money on that end. And the cost of living is cheaper in Canada because he's, he's saving 28 cents on the dollar, etc. There's there's different ways of looking at it. So you think he's going to end up staying with the Islanders after this, huh? I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm nowhere near 100% sure. I would put it 70-30 right now when he stays with the Islanders. I think, uh, I think he's always wanted to stay here. I think he's comfortable here. He knows what he has. He had Matthew Barzell, something to build around. If they didn't have... If somebody other than Garth Snow, he was gone. I have no doubt about that. But, you know, you bring in Lamorello. You know he knows what he's doing. You know, you bring in Barry Trotz, Stanley Cup winning uh, head coach. Even before that, a damn respectable head coach. The organization finally has some legitimacy now. That being said, he's visiting, what, six teams. San Jose, Boston, Toronto, Dallas, Tampa Bay, Nashville, and Vegas. They got seven teams. So he's visiting these teams. Someone could blow him away. Any one of those teams could blow him away. And you're absolutely right. Every one of these teams that I just named is closer to the cup than the Islanders are. Because you know, all this goodwill about the Islanders, you saw, you know, you get Lerner, you get Trotz, you still don't have a goaltender. And you can't, it, the NHL is at the NFL. In the NFL, you can't win without a quarterback. In the NHL, you can't win without a goaltender. Right now, the Islanders starting goaltender is Thomas freaking Grice. You're not winning anything with him. So they need a goaltender. You need at least one, if not two, defensemen. Yes, you had a great draft, but those guys aren't ready now. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a couple of years. So if he wants to win now, then yes, he probably has to leave. Maybe he doesn't want to play half his games at the Coliseum and half in Brooklyn and wait three years yeah. for this arena yeah. to be built. And by the way, I live on Long Island. I'm not so positive that arena gets built in three years, by the way. They haven't even put a <laughs> shovel in the ground yet. Anybody who thinks this is a, a definite, you're kidding yourself. Until I see a shovel in the dirt and construction, when I pass by the area, I ain't believing crap about that arena there. So uh, if I'm Tavares, I'll be honest with you, I, I'd be going. 
because I don't want to deal with all this crap. But even by the time the arena is built, you're 31. I'd want to go to an organization that's more stable. Tavares uh, met uh, with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs uh, yesterday, a two-hour meeting. Uh, CAA Sports were there. Mike Babcock was there. Brendan Shanahan. Dubas, too. Uh, was there. Kyle Dubas. Um, they delivered a two-hour presentation in which um, they were trying to convince him that uh, Toronto would uh, be the best uh, fit for him. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, turns out. All the talk about LeBron James. Tavares is the uh, the big uh, <laughs> He's the big catch. Uh, International Hockey League Wednesday. He is meeting with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars. As uh, George uh, Kurtz just mentioned, Nashville, Las Vegas, St. Louis, Montreal, and Colorado. Sounds like half the damn league. Have all been refused meetings. Oh, he said. They've been scratched, so this is getting realer now. Nashville, Vegas, St. Louis, Montreal, and Colorado are among those who had been looking for a seat at the big table but didn't get one. This is the latest uh, right now. So it's down to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Toronto, and the Islanders. And, uh, oh, he's uh, right now he's meeting with the San Jose Sharks and the Boston Bruins. I think San Jose is a team to look out for here because I think they got screwed by uh, Kovalchuk. I think they really wanted him. They had been making salary cap moves to bring on a piece. I think it was for Kovalchuk, but now they may look at, all right, I know you'd, listen, you'd rather have Tavares than Kovalchuk, but I think they were, they were happy with Kovalchuk, and now they may I go think San Jose's the real. item. I think, yeah, I think they're real, too. too. And Vander Kane just tweeted out, on my way to L.A. And basically they're stating that uh, basically Kane's part of the meeting with Tavares for one reason. I don't know if I would send Evander no, Kane. No, that's, that's not the best representative to get things done. He must know him. There must be <laughs> he a might, Yeah, he must be a friend. He must be a friend. Yeah, there's no way in hell otherwise. Hey, let's send Evander Kane to this meeting, George, right? <laughs> Maybe I'll beat him up. I don't know. Hit him with a stick. <laughs> uh, what's, what's Evander up to this summer? I don't know. He's at the club, but you know what? We really want him in this sales pitch meeting. It's like, yeah, he must. He must have a good relationship with Tavares. San Jose would be pretty tempting. They're a very good team. The tax situation sucks in California, but well, when you're that rich, it doesn't really matter anyways. Um, they're a very good team. Nice lifestyle in California. Pressure is minimal. They have, like, one beat writer. And to George's point, you already got Martin Jones. You got a good group there. You got good young players. They're ready. Like the San Jose Sharks. They're ready. You think about it. Uh, Gabe just said it. Beautiful area, right? You're playing in California. The team is good. Has been has been good for years. They lost to Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup two years ago. You know you're the number one center there. That's also something to figure out here because you look at all these other teams. Toronto, you got Matthews. You know Dallas. If that worked out, well, you got to worry about Seguin. Boston, you got Bergeron. Tampa Bay, Stamkos. In San Jose, you're the number one guy. There's no doubt about that. Thornton's not a worry even if he does resign there. So I think that plays into this as well. The only question is nobody has any idea. Does he even want to play out there? I mean, the, you know, he's a, I don't want to say East Coast, but he's from this area here to uh, Ontario, East Coast with the Islanders. Does he even want to go all the way out there? It's a major uh, a major change. I have no idea if he'd be comfortable out there. But San Jose, as far as team-wise and everything else, they do fit perfectly. They really do. I'd love to go to that. Would you want to play in San Jose, guys? Like, I, I get to go. Like, I think it'd be one of the better places to play. It's beautiful there. Like when I covered the Journey of the Cup game, HP Pavilion's nice. They actually have good fans because they've been around for a while. They support the Sharks well. Easy build. Like, like everything about San Jose when I was down there was ho- his hockey. Like they were right into the Sharks, George. Like I know a lot of those teams, some of those new teams, they could be flaky, but not the Sharks. Sharks had an old school fan base. They were pretty hardcore. 
I, I agree. Listen, I think that I think this is legit. Uh, as an Islander fan, they have a team I'm worried about, not the Maple Leafs, because I don't think the in the end I don't think the Leafs will do it because they realize in the future it'll hurt them. The Sharks are, and Sharks are also an older team, you know, because you got Brent Burns up there, Pavelski's up there, so their window was a little smaller. They may feel the need to go uh, for it now. I think they'll offer a max seven seven years, eighty four million. The question is, will he bite for that? Uh, I think that's where I'm curious about that because it all fits. They're a contending team. He he could win next year. He doesn't have to wait three years. You know, with Dallas he does, Islanders he does, uh, Toronto he doesn't. Either. They're ready as well. But I, I think everything just fits there. He would be the number one guy there, no disputing. Uh, George, before we get you out of here, now the uh, talk begins. We'll switch gears here to baseball. Talk begins. Um, it's starting to come to the time where you are what your record says you are. It's time to start to realize what, what the future is. And I'm looking at the Toronto Blue Jays here, and I bet on Hap last night against the Houston Astros. And he's been unbelievable for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's in a final year of a three-year, $36 million deal. So he's going to be owed some money the way this guy's pitched over the last couple of years. But I kind of scoffed when they let David Price go. And I was like, man, you let Price go? You let all these guys go? And really? Oh, yeah, and Hap. Oh, that's that's a great signing. Well, it turns out for $12 mil a year, man, Hap has been Steel. an awesome yep. signing. Yet the question is, like, the Jays aren't contending. Their plan is to trade people. Every time you send this guy out there, it's a risk. You know, there's no secret they're not going to be keeping Donaldson. Donaldson's hurt in spring training, comes out with that arm in the first game, has had injuries all year. Clearly, they've hurt his stock. If you know you're going to trade someone, just trade him. So at what point, I'm waiting sort of for someone to pull the trigger first. If I was a GM, I'd start to think about it now, that every time I send one of these pitchers out here, like a Snell, a Straley, a Hap, one of these guys that could get traded, I'd be holding my breath, man. I'd start taking calls right now if I was the Jays on Hap. What's your take, George? I think Hap's definitely going to get moved. I think the problem is it's a weird market. The American League is set. You know, we know it's Boston, Yankees, Cleveland, Houston, and it looks like Seattle. So yeah. there are no other teams in it here, so the market is small as far as services. He, I mean, the, he could help the Yankees, sure, but what's he going to do? I mean, uh, they're already going to be in at least a wild card game. He's not a guy you're going to want to start the wild card game. Hey, and Blue Jays fans. Blue Jays fans don't want to trade him. Within the division. Been, yeah, how do you feel about that, Cam? You're a no, Jays fan. I, no, I don't want to see him within the division, but I think the team that makes sense is Seattle because when you look at them, for, first of all, you got Paxton as a lefty. You throw Hap in there, too. Good call. Guys like Gonzalez, uh, uh, you know what I mean? What have they got? Leak? A couple of, it would actually be interesting. They'd have a lot of lefties in the lineup, George. LeBlanc, and, yeah. And he's you know, better than LeBlanc and stuff. You, yeah. you, you know that, yeah. They're not going to trade him within the division. In Seattle, they've had guys who are overachieving. They need to get another arm if they're going to keep up the pace, George. So I'm thinking Seattle makes sense. I agree, because you, you mentioned the names, Lee, Gonzalez, Lobon, who cares? I mean, how are they where they are when you think about it with those names there? It lets you know how bad the American League is. But I think it's more of a, uh, he could go more to the National League. Which there's a little bit more wide open. There are more teams involved there. But you know how it works. Everyone, it's just like in fantasy leagues. Everyone's worried that if they make a deal now, they would have gotten a better deal two weeks from now. So they're not getting great offers for Hap because everyone's hoping an ace comes on the ball. You know, DeGrom also the Mets. Okay, we'll trade him. And they'll make the big over to DeGrom. But I think guys like Hap and, you know, like Danny Duffy and guys like that, those are going to be the guys that are going to be on the market. It's not going to be your aces. It's going to be your number three starters, possibly number two. And I think people are like, oh, okay, that's nice. But, you know, I want, they're looking for a guy who can win game seven of the playoffs, and that's not going to be out there this year. Speaking of the Mets in our final minutes with George Kurtz uh, here, we had Drew Dinkmeyer on last night. I was talking about Seth Lugo and how good Lugo has been uh, at City. Um, you know, zero zero point nine zero earned run average in thirty one innings, and yeah, you know, he's just great numbers at home. 
yet he stated, yeah, I like Lugo, but I don't like the stiffs that are playing behind him. <laughs> and I knew. And we remember when we kidded, we're like, yeah, man, there's Bad balls defense, are going to be dropping yeah. in there. And if the ball up. gets into the gap, it's yeah. going to be a problem. I didn't think there'd be three freaking errors, George. Like, <laughs> God, like, it was like the Bad News Bears. Like, what the hell? Barely, that's barely, that's barely Major League Baseball, that. That, that, that defense is barely Major League Baseball quality, that, that stuff. Cost me, the, cost me the bat, like, you know, defense matters in baseball. No one ever talks about it, but it does matter. That might have been the worst defensive lineup in the history of baseball on the field last night. The scary thing, Guillaume was playing his third base. He actually made two errors. He actually made three. They didn't give him one. He was in the game for defense, you know, and he can't even field the ball. The Mets, uh, once again, I'm on Long Island, guys. The Mets are getting shellacked. I mean, they're getting filleted uh, down here. Uh, absolutely, about how, how poor a team they are. And they are a poor team. They have issues all over the place. And they're, they're kidding themselves. Oh, no, we're middle of the pack. We'll see what we can do. Folks, you are three percentage points ahead of the Miami Marlins. You're done. Do you trade Syndergaard? I listen, I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief. I'm a GM. Anybody is tradable if I get the right offer. Anyone. I mean, DeGrom, Syndergaard, anyone's tradable. Mike Trout is tradable if I get the right offer. So I absolutely put his name out there. But that being said, I think he'd be, he'd be selling low right now. He's had, he hasn't pitched well all year, even when healthy. You certainly can't yeah. do anything until he comes back healthy. He was strange. He wasn't throwing strikes. He was throwing a lot of pitches, walking batters, and only going five, six innings. So was there another injury besides the finger that we didn't know about? Maybe this finger injury and keeping him on the uh, shelf for a month is the best of both worlds. Bautista in left field, Conforto game. It was a t- tough, tough, tough times for the Mets out there. D-backs have been trying to get Machado, it seems, for like a week now yep. or so. And uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem no, like it's fine. going anywhere. George Kurtz. Great stuff, George. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Take care, George. George Kurtz with us. Enjoyed it. MLB DFS. I've got some Major League Baseball notes, trends, best bets, all that and more. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues.